0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale holistic living for you and your animals you found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place this is mind body pause on empower radio now here's your host fellow animal
1: lover charlie kale and welcome to Mind Body Paws Holistic Living for you and your animals. Thank you for being here. This is show number 36, Lizard Advice from a Dragon Parent with Danielle Bauman. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in person and in animal appointments because energy transcends space and time. And there's more about that on my website at charliekale.com. See H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E dot com. This is your safe place to honor animals where we will nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. And I don't discriminate. I can feel the love from a creature with fur just as much as feathers or scales or skin that they shed as I feed them their worms. My guest is an animal-loving parent in the San Francisco Bay Area to three dogs, two cats, and two bearded dragons. She has seen how lizards get a bad rap and has heard false information come out of the mouths of people who should know better. This doesn't help their survival in their most dangerous environment, private homes. She has successfully blended a new husband who is skeptical of lizards into her animal household. She hopes to help stop the abusive treatment of unwanted reptiles. Welcome, Danielle Bauman. Hello. Hello. So first of all, there are many categories of lizards in all different sizes. you got them tiny up to huge. You got geckos, iguanas, chameleons and dragons, which seem to be better suited as pets. And Danielle, you personally have two adorable bearded dragons. I do.
0: They're both four years old and I... We, excuse me, we adopted them, I would say, within a couple months of each other.
1: Oh, and their names are Frank and Lucky. And I have had the privilege of hanging out with them and petting them and learning their different personalities. And they're so sweet. So I was reading that they were brought over from Australia in 1990. So they've only been become popular as a pet recently. And for anyone who isn't exactly sure what does a bearded dragon look like? Well, think of a lizard that can get from about 16 to 20 inches long, so we're talking about a foot and a half long, with spiny projections across their back and under their chin. And so I understand they're called bearded dragons because of those spiny projections on their necks, like a man's beard?
0: Yes, and then in certain situations, they
1: will puff that beard and it will turn black. (gasps) <gasps> Ooh! so when they feel threatened or they become excited. Exactly. And then they come in different shades of the desert. They come in yellows and oranges and rusts and tans and green and browns. And yes. do they change color depending upon their health or their temperament? They like do. get darker. They
0: do in a stressful situation, unhappy with environment or um let's say a predator around they will become darker, and when they are happy and things are going well,
1: they become very light in color. Ah, so what it, got you into bearded dragons? My nephew who lived, <laughs> nephew
0: he's eleven, and um one day we were just cruising around. Petco in our neighborhood and we saw these cute little lizards that they had and he wanted one and I said well let's think about this and one was sticking out to us her personality she was kind of they call it surfing the glass at us so I said you know what let's do some homework and we'll come back and we'll think about it so that's what happened with her that would be lucky the female and you fell in love with her once you got her? We did. We did. She was um, very cute. They're very squirmy when they're little. Um, very, they're very sweet. and They do become very calm as well the more you handle them and show them um, affection or attention.
1: And that's very important. Showing them affection and attention. I found out that both of your bearded dragons love to be petted. Yes,
0: very she's, gently, I have softly. Here with me right now, actually, she's like giving me the side eye, staring at me. So yes, they do. And yeah, they, Lucky knows we're talking about her. Yes, and they are very responsive. They do know, I mean, it sounds crazy, but they do know their names or if they hear your voice and they're familiar with you, they will turn wherever they're at to look at you.
1: And when I came over to your house and you weren't home, (laughs) um, I called their name and they looked right up at me, each one separately, because you do keep them separated. So I understand that bearded dragons are one of the most easygoing and relaxed creatures of the reptile world. So is that what makes them such great pets? I think so. Um, you can. Um, I do follow
0: a, a, a site on Facebook for information and just other beardy parents. And you see so many different things people do with their bearded dragons. Uh, you, they bring them in the car. They bring. We brought Frank to the beach. They have little harnesses on them. So they are very... Docile, and you can just bring them with you pretty much everywhere. It's not like a little leopard gecko that you have to worry that they're going to squirm away or they're going to get lost. That's adorable. Walking it on a leash. We haven't done that yet, (laughs) but um, they pretty much, they stay in the house or we have a center patio, which is, Protected, so we don't have to worry about losing them. That they can have a little freedom, one at a time, in the sunshine with the plants and things like that. They can walk pretty fast too. Do they like scuttle? <laughs> <laughs> you would see a crocodile or an alligator when they're moving. They have that same kind of like waddly scuttle, and they can they can haul around pretty quick.
1: <laughs> Aww. But they do want to move. So. Yeah, I hear they can go up to nine miles per hour. I think yeah. that's better than I can do.. So I hear uh, one of your little dogs in the background, and that brings me to my next question, which she must have known I was coming to. How do they? <laughs> <laughs> how do they interact with other animals in the household? So
0: the dogs were in, the birdies were here first. So they kind of like established themselves and we slowly kind of had interaction with them. They became very used to the bearded dragons and they're not bothered by them at all. So they just kind of look at them. If we have, you know, one running around, they'll just kind of look at them and then turn the other way and they all get along. They're not, the dogs are not aggressive at all towards the bearded dragons Maybe the bearded dragons might kind of look at them and kind of just puff the beard a little bit. Just like more like, just just stay away from me a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Some, the cats as well are very good with the dragons. Um, my sister lives with us and her cat, Papa, and Frank are very good friends. they
1: Aww.
0: be around each other and you will see them on the center patio kind of just lounging out there together and Darla the newest cat she she's not bothered by them at all she's not curious about them she doesn't like kind of go after them she just kind of looks at them and like okay they're part of the house
1: (laughs) yeah and I think it's the energy from the dragons they're so chill they're just like Yeah, you know, you you stay in your lane, I'll be in mine, and we'll get along fine. Yeah, I'm not going to say every bearded dragon and
0: every family is the same with their animals, but I have seen on a lot of, like, the bearded dragon obsession I follow on Facebook, a lot of their beardies and their cats and their dogs all getting along.
1: That's awesome, And, and that is a testament to the parents, you. Yeah. <laughs> for just establishing that with all the animals, like, okay, you know, we're here together, we're gonna get along. Yeah. Are there any animals in particular that you would not want to have with them? Um, I'm besides just a, a temperament of maybe um, an aggressive animal or something like that, but anything in particular they wouldn't get along with?
0: You know, I'm not, I don't know, I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Both- maybe a larger dog that's maybe very anxious maybe they're not cat friendly um i would worry about that the temperament of the animal
1: right i think that's yeah. really what it is because yeah. my giant german shepherd would adore your iguanas because she's so respectful to to all little animals charlie bearded dragons not
0: iguanas
1: oh what did i just say iguana Yes, that's okay. It happens. Oh my gosh. A lot. It happens so, a lot. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up too because I did it all the time when I was taking care of them. Yeah, it, and, a lot of people do that
0: and it's funny cuz like on the site that I follow too, you'll mm-hmm. even see like children's books where it says blah 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 the iguana and yes. it's clearly a bearded dragon and you know, it's just like a little joke. But it's there's so many lizards
1: out there. So There's a don't don't. yes, (laughs) and there are, but but you're right. Iguanas are huge, and bearded dragons are little, and they are totally different, separate species. They all fall under the lizard group, but they are totally different. You're right, and I I know it's like until you're really involved with them, it's like you like whoops, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, So, what are some common misconceptions about lizards as pets? Well, I I I fell in that
0: category. I was afraid of reptiles. That was
1: So, that was I keep hearing your husband talking in the background yeah. and oh. either he needs to get on mic or he need, <laughs> we can't uh, cuz I can't understand to, what he's saying, but to
0: Dominic as well. Go in the other room, please. So, <laughs> anyway, um I I was once really scared of reptiles. And um that was one of my concerns getting um a lizard i was like i don't know dominic if i'm going to be able to handle I this lizard it. or things like that but um especially the squirminess when they're little you know that made me uh-huh. uneasy. And i think that's what it is with a the lot they don't have fur so they're not always visually appealing to somebody because they're not fluffy and cute but Once you get to you own, you own one or it's in your family, you, those barriers get knocked down and you're kind of like, you're adorable. I see your little personality coming out. And, um, now I have no problem. Even when Andrew and I first started dating, he was a little weary, leery of having a lizard holding it or letting it crawl on him. And they were still juveniles at that time. So He's come a long way. Dominic's come a long way because it was a learning process, and I think that's what it is for people who are interested in having a reptile. I still personally would not own a snake. I that's just me. Everybody's different, but a bearded dragon I'm very comfortable with. Mm. So I'm I-
1: comfortable with snakes, but I don't want to have one in the house only because there are too many holes where they can escape. And then, you know, trying to get them out of a house that I'm renting (laughs) might not be so easy. And I'm worried about their health. Yeah, exactly. But I respect people that have them. And a lot of people that
0: I've noticed that tend to like reptiles, they have a variety, they have snakes, they have different lizards and all, you know, all of that. So, I mean, for me, I'm happy with the beardy. I do think chameleons are pretty. They are a lot of work as well as a beardy. I don't want to commit to that. I'm happy with my my dragons and you they know to have a warm climate or they, a warm environment, right? They are from Australia, so I do. You do see a lot of people who are rescuing beardies and or situations that beardies are in in pet stores that they're not taken care of properly because they don't have the proper lights that they need and they get, um, a bone disease that's very crippling to them. Um, it's, it's very important that if you're going to have a bearded dragon that you really do your research to learn about the care that they need with lights and their diet so they can thrive because they can, they can turn for the worse. And it's, it's sad to see when that happens and people neglect them.
1: I'm talking with lizard parent Danielle Bauman in the San Francisco Bay Area who wants to help people realize what's involved in adopting a reptile so there is less abuse and abandonment going on. Danielle, that's the difference between you and, sadly, a lot of people. When your nephew said, oh, look how cute, I want one, you said, let's do some research let's see if this is the right animal for our home and you did the research and then you were responsible enough to say, yeah, this is good. Let's get another one too. And we can add other animals. Um, What's tragic is the people who aren't responsible about it.
0: And here I thought I did a lot of research beforehand, but once we got lucky, I did realize, wow, This is a lot. It either just didn't sink in or I didn't read enough. Um, We still, you know, went and uh, adopted Frank as well, but it is a lot of work. I've actually been in pet stores and I've seen moms looking at dragons with their kids. And I was like, look, you have to be prepared. You really need to think about, you know, this this little creature because they are a lot of work. And she, she was very appreciative of that. And one thing with Petco where we went for lucky, which I appreciated because when we adopted Frank at PetSmart, they did not do this. Petco made sure we bought the enclosure with them and we went home and set everything up and that the lights got to the right temperature to bring home the bearded dragon, you had to come back. It oh, separate for you, and then we came back hours later to pick up Lucky to bring her home. So her environment was at the correct um, heat and everything for her. So I appreciate that from them. I do too. But I, yeah, but you know, other places don't do that. Other you know, pet stores unfortunately have. Dispose of them improperly Um. when they sell them or they have too many in a cage or a terrarium. But, you know, there are a lot of wonderful breeders out there and those people are usually very passionate about their dragons and they're very healthy to adopt from. So
1: that's what's tragic when people don't respect them as living creatures and they're done with them and they just discard them carelessly. Yes. And that's a horrible thing to teach your children.
0: It is, it is, you know, I, a lot of kids, little, you know, kids love the lizard, but they get bored of it. They don't feed it properly. They don't check the temps to make sure that they have a nice warm spot to bask in. And then they have a cool spot to go to if they want to cool down or proper food, proper calcium, all of that, you know, for the bearded dragon. So what do they eat? They, when they were juveniles, um, Lucky and Frank loved crickets. Um, they would feed on live crickets and as they got older, they no longer liked the cricket as a protein. They preferred, um, super, um, worms and also, um, they do like hornworms as well. Once in a while, you can give them a hornworm.
1: A uh, hornworm? Yeah, they're green. I don't know if you saw oh. that when you were here. No, were- I fed them little worms, but they were kind of uh, tannish uh, coral. Yeah, those are the superworms. Oh, okay. So they also
0: have hornworms, which they like Lucky Loves as a treat. They're used mainly as a treat. They provide a lot of fluid, so you don't want to give too many to your dragon it's more of like a little treat but um yeah they also love greens. um kale they like our dragons a particular particular excuse me love um collards dandelion arugula they cannot have spinach um yes they can't they can't digest the spinach for their um little systems uh when they were younger, as well, they liked more fruits and certain vegetables that they're allowed to have. But as they've gotten older they they won't touch the fruit if you try to give it to them or other vegetables. they just like their greens, so these little guys are very particular, and then they are they, there are edible flowers they can eat as well. Our dragons won't touch them. they're usually attracted to orange. For food, like, I guess, in Australia, Australia, where they come from, there's orange that is in their diet. Our vet has told us, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done with the dragon, that there's nothing here that's in Australia that they eat. So these are all things that are safe for them to eat, but not necessarily what would be in their real diet if they were in their environment.
1: So they had to really adapt by being brought over to another country. Which they are no longer allowed to be. Australia no longer allows
0: bearded dragons to be um exported out of the country. So everything now that's um that they're that you see are dragons that have been here through born and bred here. Yeah, through breeding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Our dragons are the common bearded dragon. They're, um, they're, they're not, there's different varieties. They would probably come from a more like wooded area in Australia, not necessarily the outback, which people would probably think that these dragons are more like in a wooded area. Okay. What
1: I've brought up on them. So we know bearded dragons can be really good and chill with dogs and cats and other animals. What about with each other? They can they okay. so they
0: live in solitary when they're in the wild and they do need to be kept that way. And that is one of the arguments that I see on my um, sites on Facebook. It's for the best for the dragon juveniles will be together sometimes but you don't know the gender of your dragon until it's a little older so we thought lucky was a boy we found out lucky was a female then we found out frank was a male when they mature so for breeding purposes you do not want to keep them together and as especially two males they will Go at each other. They will bite each other's toes, tails. They will attack each other.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: For their safety, it's best for them to stay alone. Um, They can really hurt each other. So that's how they live in the wild. That's how they should be. And I'm very much for that, for their safety and well-being.
1: So you don't set up play dates (laughs) with
0: other lizard people. No, no. And I have seen, you know, I see people that have their beardies together and they say, Oh, they're so happy. They're so happy. And I do see other people like attacking them. Like, why would you do that? You know, it, something can happen. You know, they're, especially two males, they can be aggressive towards each other. So, so it
1: sounds like maybe they had two females together.
0: Two females. It's still not a good idea. They scary. should. Okay.
1: Highly recommended that they live alone in their habitat. So, and I noticed you have two, but yeah. I, you keep them in two different rooms. Yes. Because Frank gets worked up because lucky
0: is a female. So if he is like running around the house he's out and she's in, he will be lying to where she's at and he will look at her and he will get all puffy in his beard, like saying, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) She will look at him and she will make con like her. They have contact with each other. Like they have sign language. It's really cute. Um, She will wave her arm, which is also, telling him she's going to be submissive to him and that it's okay to breed with her. Oh dear. He bobs his head and he's, <laughs> he's the dominant male. You know, he's I'm, I'm here to win you over. So that right there tells you, you know, if they happen to be together, something's going to happen. And,
1: <laughs> yeah. And you're not in a position where well, you can have little beardy babies.
0: No. And then it's very, um, there's a lot of work into breeding bearded dragons as well well, to make sure that they're healthy and safe, that we don't want to take on.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And it sounds like there are so many discarded anyway. Adoption, once again, here we go again, the best way to go about it. Save a life that isn't being appreciated or respected elsewhere
0: yeah and this group I follow to Charlie they on Facebook I've seen where they have they're not in a position to see a rescue that needs to take place because somebody's trying to get rid of their bearded dragon that's sick on Craigslist and they come uh-huh. together and they make sure they're able to get somebody to care for that dragon in in the area which is really nice to see.
1: That is really sweet. We're down to our last minute. Danielle, do you have one last thought, one last thing you'd like people to know about, about lizards? That the, beer, the dragon
0: in particular is a very sweet um, starter. If you want to get into owning a lizard, they're great because you can do so much with it and companionship, but make sure you do your homework so you can care for them properly.
1: Well said. Thank you, bearded dragon mama and responsible animal lover, Danielle Bauman. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Paws Holistic Living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Paws for in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. And you can find past shows on there and also on my page at Empower Radio. The easiest way to pick a show to listen is to download the Empower mobile app for your phone, iPhone, or Android, go to the podcasts link and look for Mind, Body, Pause. The show is also on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, Apple, iTunes, and Google podcast apps. Congratulations, Brent Carey, founder and CEO, on the 10th birthday of Empower Radio. 10 years. And Remy Smith back in the studio in Detroit for his hard work for seven of those years, making Empower run smoothly like a well oiled machine. Take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it, and they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind body pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time.